Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. Since adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle in 2015, Sheila Krawchuk's yearly bouts of incessant coughing with chronic bronchitis have stopped. Hear how Sheila eliminated her need for blood pressure medications and more. Please click like to help be green with Amy. Welcome, Sheila Krawchuk. Greetings and welcome, Sheila. Greetings, Amy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you're here. And I want to let everybody know that this is your very first time ever doing a podcast. And you're still sitting there, so that's a good sign. <laughs> Not on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I love to bring on people that haven't done, you know, uh, ultra marathons or climbed the, the highest peaks of mountains and just people that other people can relate to that have just adopted this plant-based lifestyle and have found that it helped them with their health or their weight or, or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm glad you're here to share your story with us because you're going to be talking about bronchitis, which was a really big health issue for you as a young, younger person, right? Well, younger and older, it was all the way up until I've had it for about 30 years. And uh, so it was, a, it was a lifelong thing up until um, 2015 when I started eating better. So when did it begin? It, well, it was when I was young and stupid, and I uh, I was working too hard. I lived back in Canada at the time, and I um, I uh, just overdid it. I got a cold one time, and I just kept working and working and didn't really take care of myself, and I ended up getting really sick in bed at home. I ended up missing work for two weeks, so all that overtime I was doing before didn't help me any. And I ended up being sick in bed at home for two weeks. And I was really, really, really sick. And I was coughing incessantly. And um, my, my lungs were so inflamed that the lining between my ribs and my lungs became inflamed. And so every time I coughed, I ended up having like, it was like sandpaper rubbing together every time I coughed. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning. And I, um, every year since that, without fail, I, if I got a cold in the, you know, if somebody, if I, if somebody had the sniffles and I picked up the cold, it would translate into bronchitis and the bronchitis would last four months at least every year. Oh my it goodness. Was, it was just in, it was just incessant coughing I'd be awake at night and of course you're not getting your sleep so because you're not getting your sleep you're not getting better you know you're not getting better yeah and it was just uh, this endless um, cycle that just you know kept going on every every year and I it got to the point where I would literally run from anybody who had the sniffles like I was just I was petrified because I knew what would happen and, uh, uh, you know, in the last 10 years before I started eating much better, 
I, it just got increasingly worse mm. and worse and worse. And every year it would be like, I would just get the sniffles um, and it would progress into bronchitis. And instead of just being coughing, I would choke. I would literally choke. Like I would kind of turn purple <laughs> and then I would vomit because it was such an extreme reaction for my body. And this, this would go on, you know, for several months. And um, so I will tell you that when I started eating better and then never had an up, another episode of that, I was like dancing a little happy dance every year. You know, it's a totally different thing from people who, you know, have heart disease or, um, you know, these, it's just a different, it's a different story because I, I sort of, I felt it every year. It was, it was pain, it was stress and, you know, cause every night I couldn't sleep and it just, it went on and on and on and it was really horrendous. I, I just amazing. I mean, how many, I mean, through decades you're talking. I am talking decades, like 30 years. And, and probably you just kept thinking, okay, I guess I have to just accept that this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life and perhaps get worse as I age. Right. I mean, absolutely. And, you know, because I knew, I knew enough about health that I knew that colds are caused by our viruses. So what was the point in going to the doctor? What were they going to do for me? And my husband kept saying to me, you should go to the doctor. And I was like, what are they going to do for me? It's a, you know, it, it's all caused by, by viruses, you know, I'm not. Well, I mean, in the beginning you were going to the doctor, right? Just when that one time. Yeah. Just that one time, the one time I was sick in bed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I had been to the doctor, but it didn't really go after that because I felt it was just a cold. You know, this all came from a cold. There's nothing that could be done. But towards the end, I think it was my very last episode where I didn't even know I had a cold and I started to cough and I choked and and i ended up vomiting and my husband just said to me you have got to go to the doctor now when was so, this when was this that was um the year before 2015 so 2014 was my last my last bout of uh of bronchitis okay. and i did go to the doctor and what she did was she gave me an inhaler and so i used that uh, inhaler and i had to use it every four hours mm. to try to you know, mitigate whatever it was that was happening there. And I did finally, you know, it, it lessened it for slightly because it wasn't a full four months that year because I was getting more sleep because I was using this inhaler. Mm -hmm. And so I was, uh, I was getting more sleep and, and I ended up, um, you know, not, you know, not taking quite as long to get over it as I had all the other years. And that was the only time I ever used that inhaler was that, uh, that one time, uh, you know, that one episode, because I didn't have any more after that. Well, I'm glad that, I mean, we're going to be talking about adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle and how that helped you, but I'm glad you're also talking about other pillars of health because sometimes it's, it's, we get kind of carried away when we talk about the plant-based lifestyle and it makes people think, Oh, all I have to do is just change what I eat and everything will go away and I'll never get sick and, you know, live to 102 or whatever. And 
that that's not so. Absolutely. <laughs> we, can't, we can't prevent everything and we can't cure everything. And also, though, when you adopt a, li a healthy lifestyle, there are other pillars of health, like you said, having sleep, mitigating stress, and there are other things as well. But th those are things that you you learned were a big part of, of your health. Absolutely, absolutely. And they are things I've learned more and more about since I've you know, adopted this lifestyle. And, and I fully believe that all of them are really important. Um, the, you know, food, they all, and they all interact really. And, and so I just, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but it sure made sense really when I look back at it now that, you know, I know I needed the sleep and uh, I wasn't really getting it. So I was taking a lot longer to get over these, you know, these episodes. Yeah, I mean, they say that that some of the risk factors of bronchitis are that like you would have a higher chance of getting it if you smoke or if you have asthma or allergies or if you have a weaker immune system, right? So, right. Do, do you want to talk about that and and what how what of those factors did you think were uh, playing a part in your bronchitis and sure how it kind of changed? Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, stress and having a lot, uh, not a very good immune system was key, was totally key. And it was my lifestyle, like from early on in my life, even, um, <laughs> you know, I had a sweet tooth from the time I was very young and I was also spoiled, rotten, and and so I was getting the sweets and the cakes in my lunch, and and I just developed a real a real liking for them, you know. And I literally would say that I, in my early part of my life, I was really a junk food junkie, and I, um, you know, I would eat sweets and candy. I remember studying for university exams, and I would just eat bags of candy just bag after bag after bag of candy. And, you know, I'm sure that none of this was ever very beneficial for my, my immune system. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I had, I had, when I was 13, I had my appendix out. And we know, we know these days now that that is all diet related. I didn't know then. And when I was 26, I had my gallbladder out. So 13 26. years, 26, and I suffered great pain for that. With that, for about six or eight months, because the attacks when those would happen. I've never had children, but people have said that the pain from that is almost as bad as as giving childbirth. And I was positively gray before they decided that I really needed to have surgery uh. and have my gallbladder out. Now we know also now these days that that is also diet related, but you know, ding, 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 my brain was not in, in, the, in that sphere to figure out that my body's telling me things and I should be listening. And I, w I was really concerned about when I got to be 39, because everything had gone in multiple of 13 at that point, what other body part I was going to lose. But thankfully, I did not lose anything. So I just kept trucking and that was good. But, you know, we ate out all the time. We uh, both worked, my husband and I, we ate out five nights a week. We were going to restaurants, we were thinking we were doing fine, but you know, it's all, as Jeff Novick would call it, crap. 
It's calorie rich and processed. And it doesn't matter what nice restaurant you're going to. That's what you're getting. And those things just cannot, you know, they're not feeding your body the things that you need. And I I know I've told you, Amy, um, on occasion about my desserts. And uh, I think maybe you have a a true or false question about that, my dessert eating. (laughs) Yes. I think that's what we should do now. I think that we should play our game of true or false. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, and you are the expert of Sheila. So, <laughs> what do you think, Green Warriors? Put a guess. Before adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, Sheila had often eaten only desserts for supper and could do a lot of damage to a bag of chips. So type in your answers, and what do you want to say about that, Sheila? Yeah, unfortunately, that's very true. <laughs> I, um, I have gone to restaurants, a buffet restaurants, and had only desserts, six or seven desserts. I have gone to a restaurant and had only dessert for supper. <laughs> and granted, the latter was just a special occasion, but nevertheless. And yes, uh, we do not, we do not have chips in our house because I, it once a bag of chips is open, I can just sink my hand in there and keep, you know, eating. Even though I know, I know how bad it is for me. Um, so yes, you know, all of this, I think all of this bad eating, uh, definitely did not help. There was nothing, there was nothing I was doing for my immune system. You know, no, we would eat on, at home on the weekends, a little bit of veggies with our steak and, you know, and so there was just nothing that was helping my, uh, my immune system. And um, to be on, and then when 2013 hit, that was a couple of years before I went plant-based, I almost had a nervous breakdown at work because of my, um, it was just a perfect storm. I loved my job, but it was just a perfect storm that happened at that time. And I was working endless hours and stressed all the time. And again, all of these things between food and between any stress, you know, from work, um, that I had in my life, I am sure that none of that helped me at all. I'm sure it did did nothing and to help my immune system and in fact uh, made it much worse. And we know now we know about how stress impacts your immune system and we know about how all the foods that we eat now are so great for our immune system. So um, I just wish you know I had found it much earlier, but um, better late than never. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have one more true or false question, and that is, now, we, we I mean, it's no secret that you did adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle, but the last non-compliant food that Sheila eliminated was jelly beans. True or false? What do you think, Green Warriors? Okay, Sheila, what's the answer? <laughs> yeah, that unfortunately is a strange but very true <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, uh, like I said, I loved candy forever and ever. And I, um, I even found vegan candy. So it was even after we had gone plant-based, I found vegan jelly beans. And so I, uh, you know, I have, I've often joked with people that if, uh, if it came to me giving up wine and everybody who knows me knows I like my wine, everybody, you know, if I, if it was 
giving it my wine or my jelly beans, which one would it be? And I often said it would be my wine, you know. And uh, and in the end, it was. <laughs> it was the the jelly beans. It was much harder for me me to give up. And by the way, I I do not drink wine much anymore either. So <laughs> um, I have learned about the impact of that as well. So yes, jelly beans were my holdout. They took me approximately three years after we went whole food plant based to finally give it up. And uh, my husband and I used to. <laughs> have little arguments over it and he'd be like what are you doing to your body you should be giving those up and and I would uh the only thing I could retort back was well you know when you give up your beer I'll give up my jelly beans <laughs> and so <laughs> we uh you know we had kind of a truce there for a while but uh, I finally did I don't know what it was either one day I read something in one of the many copious books I had read and something just went ding 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 and the box of jelly beans sat my last box of jelly beans sat in the closet for a year I did not go near it and then finally I just threw it out but you know to me that just shows that I think when you decide when you make a decision about something I think that's the big one of the biggest steps to being able to you know do that thing and so I am to this day I'm I'm very thankful that I finally gave up my jelly beans and uh, and and I have gone you know that we have adopted this lifestyle and you know every year when fall and winter rolls by and I don't get a bout of bronchitis it's just like the biggest gift to me and it's it's just like the gift that keeps on giving I guess you might say you know yeah because you call every, it about but really that about would be like what a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah you're right you're right they're more like episodes that's for sure like it was uh you know full-on you know just an onslaught and i you know i had to keep working at the time of course and you know that's 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 the way life is and and uh, you just keep going but um again that's not letting your body heal and not doing anything to, to help the body and so I just um, honestly could not believe once we started eating this way, the effect it had. Like, I, I just honestly could not imagine that it would have that kind of an effect on me. And, uh, and you know, there were, things, there were other things like blood pressure. I was on medication for blood pressure. I was on, my cholesterol was inching up year after year and my doctor was starting to want put me on on um, you know medication for that and um it just you know i was i was not i was not in good shape and the fact that those things also resolved um were like you know icing on the cake now granted i worked really hard with my doctor to get her to uh look at all my readings you know, doctors are not always willing to take you off med medication. Mm -hmm. And so I did copious readings, you know, three times a day of my blood pressure. And uh, she finally admitted that, yes, indeed, um, I did not have hypertension anymore. And she wrote it off my chart. She just crossed it off. And that was just a fabulous, you know, a fabulous thing. And my cholesterol, I... Um, didn't it didn't go down all that quickly I must admit it might have been those jelly beans I'm not sure mm -hmm. <laughs> but 
it did take a couple of years and then finally it went down to where I would like it to be, which was the 150 that people talk about um, that, you know, gets you out of your heart attack, out of the heart attack range. Now, I know there's no guarantees. There's just no guarantees in life. But, um, you know, aside from the bronchitis, these other things also resolved. And that's what I hear from other people, too. You know, they might have one major kind of thing but then all these other things get resolved at the same time and it, it it just makes sense because you know inflammation is one of those things that is a precursor to pretty well every one of our lifetime lifestyle diseases and the way i was eating i'm sure i had lots of inflammation in my body everywhere and of course this is not helping lungs at all you know um so i I definitely uh, feel that <laughs> this was this was definitely the right way for us to go. I'm so fortunate that we found our way here, and I just wish it had been a lot sooner. Yeah, well, most people when when they adopt this lifestyle and have these positive effects, they they often report the same thing. So let's let's talk about that. I mean, here you are, every year after year, decade after decade, they're getting this bronchitis and and other things that are happening to you health-wise. And then suddenly you just go plant-based. So what, how did that happen? How did you figure that out? How did you come across it? That's a good question. Uh, my husband had been, and it, again, it's, it's one of those chance things. Like mm -hmm. if this hadn't happened, I'd still be going down my merry little path. And, you know, who knows what things, you know, would be happening. So, um, my husband was reading something in a forum about, you know, just people's most influential, influential books. And one of the books that came out was the China study. And so my husband got the China study and he read the China study, but he did not tell me about the China study for approximately six months. And uh, we, we joke about that a little bit, but we think partly it was because <laughs> He knew what would happen once I read that book. <laughs> so he, I think, maybe had to take a little time to make sure he was ready, you know, to go down <laughs> that journey with me as well. It's, so, it's, so, it's like, I have discovered the truth, <laughs> the scientifically backed truth that what I am doing, uh, putting the food on my plate, this food is not healthy for me. <laughs> I know this and I can't unknow it. And if I tell Sheila, <laughs> <laughs> yep, you don't know that I know. <laughs> that and that, I believe, is probably probably what happened. You know, that the, the, the reason he waited that long. And I remember when I read that book, I and if you don't mind, I'll talk a little bit about the couple of studies that really were so impactful for us. When I read about the, the, the rat study with the casein, and casein is the one of the major proteins in, in dairy milk, I stomped into his office where he was and I just exclaimed, like, I'm so angry. I said, we have been lied to. We've been lied to forever. We've been lied to forever about these things. And 
So if anybody doesn't know about these studies, I'll just talk briefly about them because yeah. they were they were totally impactful for us. Um, I'm not a con I don't really condone animals in experiments, but I know that's the way things were done. And you know, well, I wouldn't be doing I wouldn't be doing what I was doing if I didn't hadn't read that. So he, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, was a biochemist, and he worked at the, at the Cornell. He was a professor there, and he was doing uh, experiments with um, rats. And what he did was he in, he infected all of them with something called aflatoxin. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but it is a carcinogen, known carcinogen to the liver. And what he did was then divide the rats into two groups. One group got 5% of their daily calories having casein, which is, again, as I said, the, pro, the major protein in milk. And the other uh, rats got 20% of their daily calories in, in casein. And so he watched to see what would happen. And in the 5% group, um, no, no cancer started growing from the carcinogen that had been in, inflicted on the liver. But in the 20% group, and the 20% would equate to what nor us normally as humans would eat in our daily um, life, in every single rat, there were cancer, there, there were promotion of cancer. There were little lesions that started growing because of um, the casein. And both my husband and I were just totally floored by this. And Dr. Dr. Campbell went further, and he did what what is called a crossover study, where half of the rats again had five percent of their calories from casein, and the other half had twenty percent from the casein. He saw what happened in the five percent again. There was no growth of cancer, even though they all had the aflatoxin. And in the second group that had the aflatoxin and 20%, the cancer started growing. So what he did is he switched, he switched the, the, um, the amount of casein that the two groups got. So the group that had 20% where the, the cancer was growing and he reduced it down to 5%, the cancer stopped growing. And in the other group where there had been no cancer and they raised it to 20%, which is what we would normally have in our day, the cancer started growing. And to me, this was just so impactful. I, my husband joked with me, he said, you've been trying to kill me all these years because <laughs> for many years, I, I kept telling him, you have to drink milk, you have to drink milk, you have to drink milk. Anyhow. Right. And, and yogurt <laughs> is healthy for you. And Yes, milk does a body good. Anyway, yeah. the second part of his study was what broadened everything. And he did, um, he and a colleague worked on uh, doing a survey, a health survey in China, where the genetics of the people would be all pretty well, very similar. So you can't blame anything then really on genetics. And he had like 6,500 people from 65 counties or something like that. And they um, found out what people ate and they did blood tests and they did all kinds of very strong um technical, scientific things. And what they found, um, they, they looked at all these correlations that came from, from the study. And they found about 8,000 statistically significant, significant correlations. 
And they all were pointing in the same direction, which was that the more animal products that people ate, um, so that's, you know, meat and eggs and dairy, um, dairy milk, the more cancer they had, the more heart disease they had, the more type 2 diabetes they had. And uh, the other, you know, the other the other places where the the correlations were inverse, it showed still the same story that those who had less animal products, they had less disease, they had less heart disease, less type two diabetes, and and less, um, you know, um, cancer. And, and I wanted to interject. Most likely, the these animal products that these people were eating was probably grass-fed, organic, right? It wasn't. Right. Because some people are under the impression that if they just select a certain type of animal product, that it would be health-promoting. So the, these were, this was not like in the United States where a lot of people have that access. I didn't want, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I just no, wanted no, to no, that But that's a really great point because we know now the animals as they're raised, horrifically, um, just have so much more in, you know, they have antibiotics and they have all these other things that are making them do non-normal things like give milk when they're pregnant and things like that. And so, yeah, he, it, to us, when we read these things, we were convinced we just, we didn't feel we could deny what he'd written. I mean, you know, people might say, well, you know, he, he could be making it up, but what would he have to gain from doing that? You know, and he had all these papers. He, was actually, he, he, he actually grew up on a farm. And he grew up on a farm. <laughs> That's right. And it, yes, exactly. On a dairy farm. On a dairy farm. <laughs> and, you know, he, he had nothing to gain by telling us these things. And so for the very first time in our lives, I believe we felt like we had some control over our health. And, you know, we, we fell for the things like butter is back and, oh, it's okay to eat eggs again. And, you know, a milk does a body good. And we were flip-flopping around like everybody else in the population. You know, one day something's good for you, the next day it's bad. Um, and once we, once we read that, we just felt that um, that felt like the truth to us. And that, uh, that started our journey, like that first year we were it was a transition year i will say we didn't we weren't like some very brave people who just jump in <laughs> and go full force we ate some of the things that we had to finish them off and then it said you know we're not getting those anymore and we were probably 80 to 90 percent plant-based in the first year and um you know i would say something else that was very striking for us was that about six months after we had started to go down this journey, we um, we had uh, some sausage, dried sausage and cheese still left in the fridge. And that was uh, what we had always eaten every year when we went to Florida for our, you know, a little week vacation. This again, very healthy. We would have dried sausage, we would have cheese, we would have bread dipped in olive oil. That That would be supper. And that's what we had like seven days in a, you know, in a row when we were there for a week. Anyway, we've had some of this still left in the fridge. And that in itself might have been a little ding, 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 because why should anything last in the fridge for six months? But anyway, 
So we decide, oh, we're going to try this, you know, just to just dial good, you know, old time sake. And we both thought it was the most revolting food we had ever tasted. I, both of us just, we're like, how could we have eaten that? We just, the flavor was crazy. And the thing that was so clear to us then is that our taste buds really had changed. Um, and that's not something people really think about that, especially when they go down this road, they think, um, you know, the food may be not tasting so good right away, but the taste buds really, really change. Yes, they do. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a, it was a strange, uh, a strange thing to discover, but it was something that we, we were so happy we did. That's just it's so amazing. I mean, it was fortunate that your husband read the book because so oftentimes the spouse, usually the, the female, will find out about this lifestyle and then struggle to get their uh, spouse or partner on board. So that was kind of nice that the two of you went in it together. So you were, so you were, tell me about the, the adopting the lifestyle and the bronchitis bouts episodes. How did that, when did, you know, when did they end in, you know, as far as coinciding it with the change in your lifestyle? It was like bang on. It was once we started in 2015, um, even though it was only 80 or 90%, I never had an episode that year. And I've not had one since. So did you usually get it the same time of year? Mm -hmm. Usually in the, um, you know, sort of the fall, winter, you know, the usual cold, the flu season, mm -hmm. that's, when, that's when I would get it. So yeah, it was, it was like a perfect lineup. And so were you bracing yourself? I mean, did you expect to get it anyway? Because yeah. it just happened so often, you know, so many Absolutely. decades. You were just brace. You weren't thinking, well, I'll just be fine now. You were Absolutely. bracing yourself for it. Totally. And, and you know, all of these years since, I've. it's not like I, I know COVID came to town and everything shut down. But before that, I had ample opportunity to to get it because I would go to yoga class three times a week and there was always someone who had a sniffle or, you know, a cough. And I'd always kind of think, Oh, you know, am I going to get it? And I never did. And, you know, I just sort of like feel like doing a little happy dance every year when I <laughs> sort of get by this, <laughs> this time of uh, this uh, fall winter period and don't get it. But I am starting to have more confidence now because I think I'd be surprised <laughs> if I got it, because I'd be like, now what's going on? You know, what, what thing is, is happening? Um, I do believe, like I said earlier, that I think it, our bodies really talk to us and we really should learn to listen, but not many, not many of us do or have, but I think once we start to be a little more attuned, you know, to our bodies and what they're telling us, um, I think, I think we can really learn a lot and we can then take uh, measures to change things. Yeah, you're so right. And unfortunately, so, so many of these things that our bodies, messages that our body is sending to us, just like with you, you know, especially if it's a, over a long period of time, many year after year, feeling day after day, I think people just think that it's just normal. Absolutely. And this is the way it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing I can do about it. And right. that's that's the 
that's the crazy thing now that <laughs> I feel like a convert, you know, <laughs> but, but that is the crazy thing. If, if people, and I was there, so it's not like I, you know, it's not like I wasn't there. I did the same thing that everybody else do is doing now even, but if people could just take a moment to really think about their, their bodies and to invest in their health, because, you know, we spend decades working to put away money for our futures. But but do we ever think about investing for our health? I mean, you know, if we get to those futures, you know, if we don't have our health, what do we have? And, and I know um, that's easy, you know, maybe people say, well, that's easy for you to say, but you know, this lifestyle is not, it's not that difficult. And when we started off, granted, we didn't know what we were doing. And we, like, we, yeah, we, we were like, well, what, what, what is, you know, what would people always say? Well, what do you eat? And we were kind of like, well, what do we eat? You know? And um, what we did is my husband cooked. I did not cook. And, and I'll, I'll just uh, take a side on that. I called myself for the longest time a hypocritical vegetarian because I, could not put meat in a frying pan and cook it because it was muscle. And I would look down at my muscle and think, I do not want to be sitting in a frying pan. Uh And so I just could not cook. Anyway, fortunately, when we met, he really liked to cook. And so he he always did cook. So at the beginning, it was always, when we started going down this, this path, it was him who said, okay, well, here's our recipes. How can we make them without these things how can we make them without the meat how can we make them without and so for example we had a black bean soup and uh, this this was an easy one because it had ham in it or bacon or something so it was easy to take that out now i will admit that when we did that it really didn't have much flavor and we kind of went like <laughs> you know so it wasn't so good but when we added a little liquid smoke and a couple of other things it actually became good and that was our black bean soup up until we found a new recipe that we replaced it with about a couple of years ago. So, you know, and then he would just go online and look up recipes and he found so many great recipes. And we were like, wow, like this food is so good. And, you know, I think that's that's part of the issue is people think you just are eating salads all the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, we're not i mean yes we love our salads but our salads are not like the typical salad like we have grains in them and we have beans in them and we have tons of veggies and you know things that are really going to fill us up because that is the key to making this lifestyle work is that you have to eat foods like potatoes and rice and all those great foods that we love (laughs) it's tough (laughs) yes and those are the things that will fill you up but you have to also to get you know great benefit eat all those other great veggies too um especially you know um the ones that i've learned over time you know the leafy greens and the berries and you know how can people not like berries how can people not like fruit i mean those are just so awesome and, you know, Dr. Greger has said you cannot eat too many fruit, which I just think is fabulous because I love fruit. And I think most people do. But anyway, be, be, you know, veggies and nuts and seeds and legumes and 
it really isn't that hard. And in fact, you realize that there's so much in life we've been missing out on. You know, I, I didn't know about, you know, Pharaoh or <laughs> even maybe Bulgur. You know, I didn't know about these other grains. And it's just fabulous to, you know, now be cooking and eating lentils, which I didn't have, I don't, I'm sure I never ate a lentil before, you know, before going this way. And I sure never ate kale before going this way. And I will tell you that if you had asked me 10 years ago, would I eat kale ever? I would have told you you were nuts. <laughs> There's no way, you know. And now I have it every day because I know how good it is for me. And, and it even tastes good. I've even had it in salads. Usually I have it in a smoothie, but <laughs> I, I, uh, I have had it in salads and I've been like, wow, that's actually pretty good, you know? <laughs> so uh, we, we, we're learning and we're adjusting all the time, our little journey. And, you know, it's a journey for everybody and everybody's journey is different. Yes, everybody, you're right. Everybody's journey is different. And we do have, uh, we do, after adopting this lifestyle, sometimes it can take a, you know, a week or so before you start changing your taste buds and, and finding, but you still have to find what tastes good to you and what tastes good to one person may not be something that's palatable for someone else. So I would definitely say you shouldn't, you shouldn't give up and you should actually just keep experimenting, but you're right. I mean, I, I've been doing this since 2012 and there's just so many foods and I continue to experiment with things that I've never had before. And before this lifestyle, I basically ate kind of the same things, you know, over and over again. And I just, it's amazing the, the variety that you get. And yes, and you do feel so much better. And I'm, I'm hoping that people are getting inspired by this because it just, I, I want people to see that, yes, we have people on the show that lost 200 pounds or, you know, or they climbed some mountain or they did some kind of marathon or something, but not everybody is that way. Some people just, they just want to get healthy and they, right. and, and it's not something that, that uh, is not achievable and you don't have to be some super spectacular person with certain attributes in order to make it happen. It, any, it can happen to anybody. You just have to give it a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I think one of the things that actually helps would help people um, is is cooking, because we know that when we eat out at restaurants, we don't have any control over the food that we eat, and they're usually um, full of oil and sugar and salt, and and they do it they do it because that's what everybody wants. It's it's mm -hmm. the you know it's what what sells, but. As I said, I really think it's important to cook. And um, I will admit that, you know, I, you heard me say I did not cook before. But with this lifestyle, I started looking at what my husband was cooking. And I went, oh, you know, that looks good. You know, maybe I could try that. And I actually started cooking. And so I actually have a new hobby because I consider cooking to be a hobby now. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that's not the same with everyone because right. we... We never had kids, and I know when you have children, you have to cook and you have to feed them, and you know every day. Um, but I think even if you do that, the, the things that you cook with now are so different compared to what you would have cooked with before. 
and uh, I found it really creative and um, I just I just fell in love with it and it, it, I, it just surprised the heck out of me and my husband too <laughs> because <laughs> he was he was the cook and so we have a little system in our house which um, I try um, all the new recipes from all those great forks over knives magazines and the new cookbooks that come out and I have become uh, I would admit a an addict because I have many 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 whole food plant-based cookbooks now and probably will take me a very long time to go through them but I will go through them <laughs> but what we do is I try new things and you know we either give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down and if they get a thumbs up then they make it into our tried and true binder and then my husband cooks those so he does the tried and true things and mm -hmm. I do the new things and that works really well because I really like doing the new things because like I said I feel like it's creative and I feel like I'm making something different all the time and and um, anyway so that's kind of the little system that has worked for us and um, I know that we are very lucky because as you mentioned it's usually not this way it's usually the female that finds uh, the, the way and then has to you know try to work with her family you know to to go that to go that way if they will but I've realized in um, my family does my my siblings you know they don't live close to me and and I realize just how difficult it is when we know this information and we we just want the people we care about to know and to be healthy and you know the thing is oh, we want them to be with us for a long time you know and i know that my approaches at the beginning and for many years were just completely wrong you know it's like I know. You, okay. you must read this book you know you must not you know and you know i know i you have to see it from the other person's side and that's what we don't always do that we wouldn't want someone telling us what to, to eat you know and so for all my family and friends i apologize um for <laughs> my my crazy brashness and not really understanding what it's like you know to to have received what i was dishing out and uh anyway you can't change those things we can only go forward and so i am very happy that i found a, you know the group of people that i can share this message with um in my little pod group because amy you're also a pod leader yeah, anybody, I just wanted, wanted to let everybody know that a pod, it's kind of, if, if anybody's familiar with the, the website Meetup, it's a way that you can find people on Meetup, you can find people who have the same interests as you. If you like to play chess, you like to ride bikes, or whatever kind of interest you have, and you could probably find people either on the internet or actually locally that you could meet with that share the same interests. So that's what because we just couldn't stop talking about this, right? <laughs> we we had to find other people that would want to hear what we were talking about instead of the, the family and the loved ones that were putting up with it. So yeah. that's that's kind of what happened with you and what happened with me. So why don't you talk about your pod and how how that started and how it came about? Sure. 
Um, uh, my pod started in at the beginning of 2020, and um, it took me a while. I'm not really a brave, courageous person, and you're, I you're uh, here, but you're not brave. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but I, um, you know, I went to many health conferences, and one of those was Camp Planstock, and it was in Asheville. And I was so thrilled to find out that it was there. While I was there at a yoga class in the morning, again, it's one of these things that the opportunities just happen. Um, I was telling people where I lived, which was Gainesville, Georgia, and some girl in front of me turned around and said, I work in Gainesville, Georgia. And I went, oh. <laughs> and I turned out that she was um, a pod leader for Plant-Based Atlanta. So she told me about it, but I was so excited about being in this forum of 700 people who ate and thought like I did that I completely forgot everything she said. So it, the next year, I was back at the camp plant stock, and there she was again, and so I talked to her again. I said, what was that group you talked about? So she said it was Plant-Based Atlanta, and so I came back, and I joined Plant-Based Atlanta. And I went to one of their um, one of their events, even though I live quite a ways away. And there I met, you know, a small group of people that were eating like we were. But one of the things was that I met another person there who had also started a pod. And she lived much closer to me. And I went, oh, great. <laughs> well, I'll join that pod, too. So I joined her pod and I went to a few of her events. And then I... Funnily enough, um, I had a plant-based doctor at this at this point in time here in Gainesville. And I asked him one time, I said, do you have many plant-based patients? And he said, maybe 25. And I went, oh, okay. I was surprised by that. Maybe 20. Wow. <laughs> I thought, I thought to myself, I have to find these people. Like, how am I going to find these people? And so that was um, the beginning of of the pod was me trying to find the 25 people <laughs> in Georgia, uh, sorry, in Gainesville who, who, you know, ate like we did. And, um, you know, I, I started, I started the group with, um, myself and three or four people from yoga who also ate this way. And then the other pod leaders. So I guess it was like about seven people that I started the group with and little by little, you know, it's grown. And I, again, I do, I do a little happy dance every time I get a new member because my feeling is, is about building community. And, you know, this journey is not, it's not so easy because of everything that's out there. I mean, you drive down the street and, you know, there's fast food everywhere and you watch TV and there's commercials about fast food everywhere. And uh, and so I just thought, you know, I think we can all do better working together than we can, you know, just on our own and separately. And so I'm very happy to say that I now have almost 200 members and I'm just so thrilled with all of them and, and the input that I get from them. And they're not just from Gainesville. They're from the surrounding areas. They're from all over Georgia, really. I also have people from other states. I have people from other countries because I used to work on an international project. <laughs> and so 
Um, I've sort of hauled some people in. I have someone from Croatia. I have someone from New Zealand in my group. So it's not like it's, you know, got to be local because I do, I do things online as well. Like I have an online book club so that, you know, um, there can be some participation online. And, um, you know, we've had potlucks this year since COVID has sort of quieted a bit. And my, um, my, but I have been able to do them outside also, which makes it easier for people to come if they have any concerns about that. And I admit, speaking of COVID, that I had great concerns about it for myself, given my bad uh, lung function now. Yeah, Sky Love wanted to know if you have been able to avoid it. Uh, thank you for the question. And yes, I have been able to avoid it, thankfully. Um, you know, I will say that uh, my husband, I think my husband actually had it about four months ago. And I was waiting. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but I never did get it. Again, knock on wood, you know, I was just, I was so thankful. But both of us were really afraid for me, given I know that I have very much reduced lung function now because of all the damage I did. You know, you know, with this lifestyle, we can do as much as we can. And so many things can be reversed, you know, such as heart disease and, and, and you know, type 2 diabetes and, you know, even things like lupus and multiple sclerosis and, you know, di um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis in pain, people that are just having pain, all these things can be reversed. I'm not saying there's guarantees, but they can definitely be reversed. But I know the damage in my lungs cannot be reversed because it's, yeah. it's now scar tissue. So I just have to do the best I can with what I have. And that's, that's kind of how, you know, we have to, we have to go through life really always that way is just to do the best we can with what we have. Right. So and thankfully I avoided it. And we in no way are promoting that this lifestyle keeps you from getting COVID or the flu or anything. Um, and, but it probably might help you either avoid it, or if you did get it, maybe your symptoms wouldn't be as severe or, or make you put, put you in the hospital, but, the, but there's still no guarantees because there's just not enough known about it. So I just right. want to make sure that people listening are understanding that. It's when you with your pod you weren't meeting in person because of that and so it wasn't that you were just super protected and felt that you could just go ahead and, and do that yeah so, no no yeah and i know i know people who who follow this lifestyle and they they got covid yes and i know um you know the fact that you know they but i think they were protected they just they were down for a couple of days and then they were up and it was okay. You know, there were no severe cases from the people that I knew that had it. Um, so definitely for sure. We're not, you know, we're not bulletproof with this lifestyle, but all we can do with this lifestyle is stack the odds in our favor. And, you know, we, um, we can all choose what foods we eat, but we can't choose the consequences of those foods. And, you know, I think that if, if we thought about the consequences, maybe things might be a bit different. I know I didn't. I sure didn't. Um, and so I know it's hard for people, you know, to, to think about these things, especially if they don't have a health condition. Um, but really, this lifestyle is is so much, it, it makes you sleep better. It makes you 
I found it made me happier. I remember coming in from a walk one day and I said to my husband, I said, I don't know what it is, but I said, I'm just happy all the time. <laughs> you know? And I said, do you think it's the food? And, you know, I'm sure it was the food, the food and, you know, a bit of exercise. So between being happy all the time and sleeping well, I had the most energy I've ever had in my life. And my husband started calling me the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> he, it was just kind of funny that these are things you don't expect to happen or you have no, you know, you just know, you don't know that they're going to happen, but they're just such wonderful things when they do. And the thing is, is that I, I'd like to tell people um, for myself also, I mean, we're older now. So we, we should be having less energy and, and we should be having more symptoms of things happening to us that are happening to our age mates. Right. It's we're supposed to be declining. Not right. And, and I, I feel for me personally, I feel that I have more energy than I did before I just started the lifestyle. So, and Absolutely. There's, there's things that I can do. Well, things I could do now, I couldn't even do when I was a, a teenager, but <laughs> which right. is really amazes me. So, yeah. Isn't that it's, fabulous? I yeah. mean, it's just, it's so great when these things connect, these that things happen, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they're, they're all, they're kind of surprised because you don't know that they're going to happen. Right. But, but they do for every, pretty well, every person that goes this way. Um, I hear the same kind of stories that, that this is, this is how they feel. And this is how life is better, you know, in terms of, you know, sleeping better and being able to deal better with stress and everything else. It's just, right. It's yeah. the best. It's the best. I mean, I just, I'm, I wish if anybody out there is not, is not, you know, going down this path, I, I, I would really urge you to try it even just for a month, a month. You don't have to think about all your life. Just try it for a month <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and just think about, all plant foods, no no animal products and no processed foods, and just see how you feel. And if you don't like it afterwards, well, go back. You know, there's nobody, you know, nobody saying you have to go that way. So yeah, I, I agree. And and there's so now there's so many resources. I mean, in 2012 when I began, there weren't as many resources to find recipes. So and and to also not just find recipes, but to make them taste good. Because that was the one one of the things that my husband said, because I happened upon it. And then he was watching Dr. Furman on PBS as he walked by when I was watching it. And he kind of was getting an idea about it. And he encouraged me to buy the the material and donate to the station. And and he said, I said, well, what happens if I do? And I buy it and I learn it. Then what? You know? Right. <laughs> to what you were talking about with your husband. Right. And I'm like, once I know, then what am I going to do about it? And he said, if it tastes good, I'll do it. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love and it. We also, it sounds like you went without sugar, oil, and salt, the SOS free. Yeah. We did. So, yeah. I mean, I would say for now, like now we, we will never do oil. <laughs> no oil. Right. It's sort of like, <laughs> But um, but and then we will add a little bit of salt, but not mm-hmm. much. 
Like yeah. if a recipe calls for a teaspoon, there's no way I'm putting in a teaspoon of salt. Yeah. You know, I'll put in like an eighth of a teaspoon or, you know, just some tiny little bit, but that's it. I don't, we don't use it very much. We min it's very minimal. Yeah. But yeah, we did start out that way. And, um, uh, we've kind of backed off it slightly in the salt department, but that's about it. Still no, no plain sugar or anything like that. Or, or processed foods, right? No, no processed foods. No, 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 no. So, so, if, so what you want to tell us, maybe something that you would eat in a typical day? <laughs> I know a lot of times, when, the longer you've been with this lifestyle, it's not very interesting what we eat in a typical day because we don't we don't go all out and make fancy dishes and cook. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's actually a little funny because it certainly has changed over time. You know, when we started out, I remember our breakfast. Our, this was 2015-ish. Our breakfast would be an English muffin, and we'd pile it high with peanut butter, and we'd put, like, flaxseed on it, and we'd put peanuts on it on top. You know, we'd have jam on there as well. So we thought we were doing great and yeah, granted it was better than what we, you know, <laughs> it's always compared to what you were doing. Right. Yes. And definitely we were doing better. So these days we start off our day with um, a homemade New Zealand, which is made of barley, wheat and it's right, barley, rye and oats. And then we add in um, the New Zealand is made with uh, also dried fruit, like goji berries and golden berries and either cherries or um, dried blueberries and then we add in the nut part so we have some we have um, sunflower seeds and then we have pumpkin seeds and then we also have flax seeds so that's our base but then i always cut up fresh fruit to put on top of that and then i also make my own soy yogurt and what i do is i use frozen fruit and i blend that in with frozen fruit so one day it might be uh, a strawberry yogurt, the next day it might be pineapple or it might be mango, and then um, and then it's whatever berries I would I would put on top. So that starts us off with a really big uh, breakfast, and we're really it keeps us full. Partway through the morning, though, we have a green smoothie because this is my way of making um, sure that I get those greens because they all are all important greens and I want to make sure I get them now. So we have uh, greens in our smoothie and we also have more berries in. We have a banana and we have various spices and all the spices come from Dr. Gregor's How Not to Die book <laughs> or How Not to Diet. And when we couldn't figure out what to do with them, we just added them into the smoothie. <laughs> so our smoothie has this really crazy <laughs> spice mix but it's all it's all from dr gregor <laughs> um anyway then for lunch it's either um it's often um something heavy we try to eat heavier for lunch so it could be like a chili something with a lot of beans in it uh it could be um a pasta we don't eat much pasta so it's usually like more chili or some kind of um bowls i love bowls where you just kind of throw everything in but it always has like grains or potatoes and things like that that make it much heavier and then at night we try to have a lighter meal so we try to have you know either a salad or a soup and we both love soup and we both love the kind of salads that we have because the dressings are just so amazing and they make everything just shine you know all those veggies have great flavor on their own but all those dressings that you find, no oil, they're just made with like 
you know, mustard and maybe vinegar and, you know, I don't know. I don't dried know. Fruit, nuts. Dried fruit. Dried fruit. Yeah. They just are amazing. So um, that's pretty well it, um, you know, and that's pretty well it every day. Like we, you know, we, we have the same breakfast every day, except for weekends. And on weekends I try new stuff. Like I love breakfast bakes or, um, you know, breakfast burritos and, I just, I, I'm just so in love with the food. Like I just, I can't, I can't even believe that I, I lived a different way before, you know, and it, uh, it tastes so good and, um, and it makes us feel good. Yeah, exactly. Like a you don't, right. You, you have to, you have to eat a lot because you, because it's so, it's so, uh, not very calorie dense. So, that can be a challenge sometimes because you have to really eat a lot. So people mm -hmm. out there that are thinking about that, <laughs> I like to eat. So it's been really a lot of fun for me, but you don't get that bloated uh, feeling afterwards. You know, as long as you eat enough to, until you're comfortably full, you just, you just feel normal. You don't feel, you don't feel your stomach descended or anything because you just, as long as you eat until you're comfortably full and you don't feel hungry between meals, you know, like an hour or two hours later, you don't feel like, oh, I, I still need to eat because it, the fiber just really helps you sustain you through in between meals. And if That's you had true. to skip lunch for some reason, you, you probably wouldn't think about it too much because it still kind of sustains you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I should have mentioned too, just based on what you said, you don't need to snack. And it's true. You don't need to snack. But because I feel we still need to eat fruit, <laughs> I'm, I, I still eat fruit during the day, even when I'm not hungry. And I know Dr. Furman, you know, he talks about don't eat when you're not hungry. But I thought, how do you not, how do you get all this food in, <laughs> you know, if you don't, if you don't, you know, put it, put some snacks in there. But our snacks are fruit. Mm -hmm. And I, I always try to have lots of fruit in the house. And Last week, for whatever reason, we had, we were fruit deficient. <laughs> I felt it. I was just like, "Oh my God, where's my fruit?" You know. <laughs> so anyway, I love my fruit. And the, uh, the same way you would have panicked about jelly beans, you're now panicking about fruit. <laughs> you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. It's been a great it's been a great turn of events, I would say. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's, oh my goodness. You just had such a great story to share. And I'm so glad that you told, told us about your pod and we'll have all those links in the show notes for people so that they can see how to get in touch with you or how to get to join your pod because they can join it virtually. Absolutely. So they can definitely do that. Well, I really want to thank you, Sheila, for sharing your compelling story of how you resolved your chronic bronchitis and your other health issues and talk to us about how, how you made that, created that pod. And there's just so much that you have to offer and everybody just please click like instead of, that's how we applaud. You know, if you can click like and show your appreciation for what Sheila shared with us today, I would really like that. And also if you can type in the comments, tell us what are you going to remember? What's your takeaway so that other people in the future can see what this is about and please stay tuned for a special announcement. I do want to thank Just Has Voice because she did the voiceovers and she did the promos. And Just Has Voice, who's coming up next? Worried about osteoporosis? 
Fitness instructor Angela Faschetti resolved her osteoporosis and will demonstrate full body exercises to help build bone density on Wednesday, November 9th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Be Green with Amy Live. And again, Sheila, thank you. I know this was your very first podcast and I'm saying you're first because I have a feeling you're going to be doing more <laughs> and you are awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. Like it's been a total privilege for me to be here and, and I am, I applaud everything that you're doing and I just thank you so much for letting me come on here. And I will just say to people, I volunteered for this <laughs> about several months ago. Yeah, this come this past week, I've really kind of gone. What was I thinking? <laughs> but um, Amy makes it so easy and fun, and I'm very thankful for all that you do, Amy. So thank you very oh. much. Well, thanks, Sheila. And I wanted to offer a, a gift to everybody that's watching or listening because I really, if you weren't here, we wouldn't be doing this. And so, most of all, I really want to thank the audience. And as a gift to you, if you just go to slash join, I'm going to send you five free recipes. And then after that, I won't say anything else. So you won't be on a mailing list or anything. But I just want to share with you. And you'll also see some pictures of me doing some fun things and learn a little bit more about my, me and, and my life and what I'm doing with my plant-based lifestyle. And if you guys can take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and your left hand and grab your right shoulder and now give it a squeeze because that's a hug from me to you. And if you would like, if you could join me and Sheila with my tagline, and that is the be strong, the be well, and the be green. And she's going to say green at the end. You can type that in the comments. Are you ready, Sheila? I'm ready. Okay. Well, until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, be well, and be, be green. green. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, Sheila. Bye. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green.